1: I'm excited to talk today. It's funny because everything that Holly said was like related to my sermon and I was like, I don't think I need to preach anymore. I'm just gonna go home. <laughs> um, so yeah, the whole day was like that. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited and I hope you guys can get something out of what the Lord showed me today. Um Just keep in mind that I was trying to take care of my puppy while I put this together. So I was distracted. (laughs) Yeah, there might be. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, but I'm going to pray first just because, yeah, God, I just, um, I thank you for what you've already done, God, in this uh, service, Jesus, that you've already um, touched so many people, Father, and that you've already come so strongly, Father, that your presence is already here. I just ask, God, that you would um, speak through me, God. Anything that you want to say, I am open to saying it, Jesus. And I just ask that, um, yeah, you would have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so what we're talking about today is worship, worship, worship. <laughs> um, I couldn't think of another title. <laughs> So I was like, well, let's just emphasize it. Let's do worship three times. (laughs) Um, But God has really been um, like when I've shared prophetic words last few weeks and when I was uh, singing, I I emphasized that God has been showing me that we're in a new season. Um, And so it's going to look different. Our relationship with God is going to look different. And so this is one of the aspects that he was showing me like, hey, I want you to look at this differently. Um, then you've looked at it before. So I'm just going to share with you guys what he's been teaching me, and we'll go on from there. Um, so first, you guys know me. I always have to put the definition in there first. <laughs> um, so what is the definition of worship? The first one I saw was to regard with great or extravagant respect, honor, and devotion. Um, and then the Greek version means to kiss the hand of a superior. And then the way that I took it in regards to Christianity is just remembering who he is and what he's done and acting accordingly. Um, So what I thought was really cool about worship, because when I looked up the definition, I was expecting them to say, oh, singing songs and praises to the Lord, something like that. But it doesn't even mention that specifically. It can be so vast on what worship is. Um, So we're going to get into that today. Like Holly was saying, it's not just being up here. It's... Everything that you do can be considered worship unto the Lord if you're doing it for him. I should move it this way. Yeah. Um, So one of my favorite uh, examples of worship is in Revelation just because they do it so profoundly. This is what they say every day, every hour, all of the time. And you think it's so cool because it's like, God doesn't change, but there's so much of him to take in that every time they say it, they're looking at something different of God. And they're in awe of who he is, a different aspect of who he is every time they say it, every time they lay their crowns down, every time they worship him saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. And you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor, and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being, so I think that's so cool, just, um, I want to live my life like that, like, every time I sing a song, or I read a verse, I want it to be different than the last time I did, I want a different encounter, and so that's what I'm praying for for myself, so I would encourage you guys, if you want it to pray with me, um, but I thought that was so cool because I, when I was reading that when I was younger, I was like, wow, they've been singing the same song for years, eternity, and they're going to be singing it for eternity. I'm like, don't you get bored? But it's like, no, like, God is so vast. And it's just so amazing to realize that you can never outlearn God and the characteristics of him. Um, so next... Yeah. So, what is God's desire for worship? He was talking to me about this this morning. Um, I'm gonna be honest, y'all know I don't prepare ahead of time, and I do either the morning or the day of. So, because <laughs> um, He doesn't usually give it to me if I try to prepare a week in advance. It does nothing comes. I could sit there for three hours, but nothing comes. Um, so, I was talking to God about that this weekend yesterday, and I was just like, God, what is your desire for worship? Um, Yeah, like, what do you want to do in this new season with worship? And I think what he was talking to me about, he brought up Malachi 111, um, which is the verse that just talks about 24-7 worship and prayer just all around the earth, um, his name being lifted up. So my name will be great among the nations. From where the sun rises to where it sets, in every place incense and pure offerings will be brought to me, because my name is will be great among the nations, says the Lord God Almighty. Um, so... We've talked a lot about worship in the past um, with different ministries that I've been a part of. And they've always been so excited, like, guys, we gotta pray for 24-7 worship, like all around the globe, all around Lansing, all of the time. And whenever we were talking about it, we were talking about it in the midst of a prayer room. So, like, God, in this prayer room, in this ministry, let there be 24-7 worship, let there be 24-7 prayer. And God was showing me today, He's like, that's super cool. That is super cool. But also, I want it for each and every individual. I want there to be 24-7 worship lifted up to me from each and every individual. And at that point, that is where this verse will be lived out. It's not specifically for a ministry or at least every country to have one ministry that's doing that. It's every single individual that knows and loves me to be lifting up 24-7 worship. Um. And so, notes are missing. (laughs) And so, for me, that kind of felt overwhelming. I was like, God, like, I'm like, I don't, sometimes I don't get to worship you, like, during the day. (laughs) I'm like, sometimes my dog is just running around, and I don't get to have my prayer time. And I'm, like, on the run, like, chasing him, trying to clean stuff. And I'm like, praise you, God, like, I got to do this fast, like, (laughs) But, like, so the 24-7 aspect was kind of scary for me when I was writing this, because I was like, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Um, So we're going to walk through this together. If you guys already know, good for you, but this is what I'm (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) learning. I'm just being honest. I don't know what you want me to do. (laughs) Um... So I was laughing. I was like, when you told me that 24-7 worship needed to be part of my new culture of growing in this season and trying to do something different, I was like, well, it's easy for the four living creatures and the elders because they have nothing else to do. (laughs) They don't have a job that they need to go and get money for a house. They don't have a dog that they're running after. They don't have to deal with this person who's really, like, frustrating sometimes and, like, where they, <laughs> it's like they're in the presence of God. They don't have anything wrong going on. <laughs> and I think that sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I said it, I said it. <laughs> um, I think that sometimes, though, that's why our worship is so much sweeter to God because he understands that we have other things going on. Like we have things that we're sacrificing in order to be with him or we have frustrations that we're setting inside and saying, God, I'm going to worship you anyway, even though this is really on my mind right now. And so he was showing me like, hey, they worship me all of the time and you're right. They don't have other stuff to do. Like this is what they were created for. But you were also created for it and you're just going to do it in a different way. Um, so I was laughing. I was like, God. <laughs> worshiping when it seems inconvenient (laughs) and the effects of doing so because everything that God asks us to do it's going to have a great effect on our lives and the people around us even though sometimes it seems inconvenient um like when I was saying like when I was trying to chase my dog and I was so frustrated and I was just like God I don't have time for this right now (laughs) pray for my dog please um (laughs) lord deliver him no i'm just kidding (laughs) but um (laughs) yes (laughs) so just um yeah worshiping even when it seems inconvenient and the effects of doing so because with that um i was really frustrated this week with my dog i love him but i'm like i'm mostly good with cats and i've never had a dog before of myself like usually mom does all the work (laughs) So I'm taking. Thank you. I'm like I told mom I was like mom I'm not having kids. <laughs> um, I'm like I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Yeah, I, I'll have kids eventually, just not right now. Um, we're trying to get used to the dog, but I'm trying to like take care of this thing and like God is asking me to sit down and do something. Like He's like Cam, you need to <laughs> you need to sit down and write your sermon. And I'm like, God, I can't. (laughs) I'm I'm taking care of my baby. I'm taking care of my baby boy. But it's like, even though it seemed like so, like, this isn't something, this is something I want to do, but it's something I don't feel like I have time for. When I sat down and did it, the dog was quiet. (laughs) And he slept the whole time. I was like, praise God. I was like, you provide. (laughs) So um, that's one of my examples, but we're going to go through some biblical examples of people who worshiped, even though it would have seemed somewhat inconvenient. This first one's my favorite. David is the bomb. I love him. Um, I can relate to him. He cries a lot. I cry a lot. (laughs) He makes mistakes. I make mistakes. He relies on the love of God. That's my favorite part of God. We just, we were kosher. I like him. Um, But this part of uh it's just talking about where David was bringing home the ark of the covenant and he was so pumped like he was so excited um and always reading this I always laugh because now David we even though he came from nothing so he was a shepherd and he um Knew what it was like, but at that time he was a king. And so, with a king, you're expected to hold yourself in high regard. You're expected to do certain things so that your subjects see you as, um, I don't want to say above them, but hold you in high regard. And so, I'm going to read this, and it just makes me laugh every time. It says, Wearing a, lim- a linen, David was dancing before the Lord with all of his might. While he and all of Israel were bringing up the Ark of the Lord with shouts and sounds of trumpets, as the Ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, um, Michal, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw, oh, yeah, there it is. And when she saw the King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. Um, so for David, what he did first of all. It seemed inconvenient because he looked foolish. This isn't something that a king normally does. This isn't something that the way that they're supposed to hold themselves. It could affect the way that his subjects see him or treated him. Secondly, (laughs) his wife was very upset with him, obviously. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what she was thinking, but it just, it made her bitter for some reason. So he had multiple people looking at him, and he, it could have gone wrong, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But instead, like, when he was willing to put it aside, like, just put aside his title, put aside what he thought that people would think of him or what other people thought that they should think of him, he was dancing unashamed, and he was open, and he was doing something that most people wouldn't do. And it was beautiful. And one of the effects that it had is he led all of Israel to do the same. And so if you think, so if the king was just walking with his head held high, wearing all of his royal garments and just gracefully like, oh, we're bringing it in. (laughs) Very tip top. Do you think that the people would have screamed and shouted and danced? No, they would have done what he was doing. They would have walked calmly And just walked it in. But since he was willing to be foolish in the eyes of man, it brought forth something along that, I mean, people are remembering for generations that he was willing to look foolish in order to glorify God in that moment. He was so happy. And he got, he was the leader, so Israel followed him. Um, Which filled all of them with joy except uh, Saul's daughter, which is fine. She can deal with that. (laughs) You will find some people like that. It's okay. Just let them be where they are. Don't judge them. Just pray for them. (laughs) Yay. Um, The next example that I have um, of worship where it might have seemed inconvenient. um, This one I can relate to. Not that I've been in a war um, but just that it, I've been in things recently that feel like a war. And so I'm a fighter, you guys. You sh- if you've known me for a long time, y'all know this. I'm Irish, full-blooded Irish fighter. Like, I will I will take someone out. If they're messing with my family <laughs> or if they're messing with me or saying something about my God, I'm like, no, you're going down. Like, um, But this is about Jehoshaphat. <laughs> and... Um, it's talking about how they were in this war, and my, <laughs> one of the verses, it's um, Second Chronicles 20, but one of the earlier verses, it says, we do not know what to do, so we look to you, and that line just there, like, they were just so humble and willing to do whatever God told them to do, and so basically, um, God just tells them, like, hey, you're not gonna have to fight, I've got this, like, you're going to win, and you're not going to have to do anything. Like, you won't have to draw up your swords or anything. And so it's talking about here how um, Jehoshaphat, as a leader, he bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah, Jerusalem, fell down and worshipped before the Lord. Um, and then others stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice And so it doesn't make sense. Like, it's very inconveniencing to worship when you should be preparing for war. Like, some people are like, wow, I think I should practice my sword, like, more, or I should, like, get something ready. Like, I need to be preparing. But they, because they were willing to sit and listen to God and that you're going to be okay, I'm going to take care of this for you, they had enough peace to rest. They had enough peace to worship God. Um, And then later it says, the next day, as they began to sing and praise the Lord, he set ambushes against the men (laughs) who were invading Judah and they were defeated. Um, So it doesn't seem practical sometimes. um, But. God will always come through when we're willing to set down what we're doing or set down expectations and worship him either way all the way through and if you guys notice I'm skipping the names that I don't know how to say (laughs) so I'm not trying to be sly I'm just letting you guys know (laughs) um I'm honest hey guys I don't know what I'm doing sometimes Yeah, (laughs) speak in PowerPoint. Um, The next one, the last biblical example that I have of this is worshiping when it's inconvenient. I laughed. I read this passage earlier, and I was like, oh, Paul, he reminded me of me. (laughs) Basically, this (laughs) passage is talking about how this woman who was like a fortune teller was going behind them and just saying, like, these are men of God, blah, 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 but they were, she was doing it out of the wrong spirit, and it said, it said, and Paul got annoyed with her, and so he cast the spirit out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's something I would do. <laughs> uh, I can't take it anymore. Um, <laughs> but because they did that, the owner of the girl was upset, and so he got the crowd to join in, and they attacked Paul and Silas. And ordered them to be beaten and stripped and flogged and sent into jail. And so um, there's so many good examples in the Bible of people who just knew what it was like to be in the presence of God no matter where you were. um, Because they were in jail. And I don't think I turned this. Oh, I did. There's another one. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. Because they were in prison, and they were, I mean, you always know that God's going to provide, whether it be that he let you out or he take you home. Um, (laughs) But they were so content with who they knew that God was, and they were so set on the fact that God was going to take care of them, that they were able to sing. It says, uh, at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, And then suddenly the other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once all of the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. And um, I was looking at this and it's just like their worship and their willingness to say, God, you're still good in this moment, even though what I'm going through is terrible. That opened up the door for God's presence to come in and do a miracle. And it not only set them free, it not only took their chains off, but it took off the chains of everyone else around them because they were willing to make that first step and open the door for God's presence to have His way. And I have to ask questions. I do this, um, I don't know if it's like the teacher in me, but I had to ask questions. I was like, if. They were grumbling about where they were in the moment. Do you think that God would have been able to come in and do that? I mean, God can do anything, but do you think that his presence would have had room to come in? And I just wrote down, sometimes we stay in bondage because we are so focused on the problem rather on the one who holds the solution. Um, sometimes we stay in bondage because we are so focused on the problem rather on the one who holds the solution. Um, yeah, so let me see. Um, and it goes on in the next verse just to talk about, um, this guy wasn't even in the room. The jailer woke up. He was sleeping. And when he saw <laughs> that all the prison doors had been open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We're all here. He then brought them about and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And so I think sometimes we underestimate the effect that our worship has um, just in the atmosphere. even So even if we leave, the atmosphere is still changed. You know what I mean? Like even if we go somewhere else and the gathering is over, um, the atmosphere is still changed. And so um, they didn't only just affect the people that were in their cells. They affected the person that put them in there. Um, it gave them an opportunity to save him because he was about to... <laughs> end it all he was like I'm going I'm ready to go but he was about to end it all and they were like hey no 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 we didn't leave you like we're here it's okay um and they were able to leave lead him and his household to the Lord um which is super cool so just the um inconvenient times or times that may seem inconvenient end up being some of the most beautiful times that we can spend with Jesus and some of the most effective, um, which is super cool. Yay, this is going to go fast. Um, yeah. Um, so when I was doing the – now you guys may ask, how is this related to 24-7 worship? We understand that it's worship, but how is this 24-7 worship? Um, I was asking Jesus, I was like, is it realistic to say that I could spend 24-7 <laughs> worshiping? And he said yes, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I trust you, <laughs> whatever you say. Um, because my thought was, I can't spend every moment and every day in worship, or like, our day and age a war would seem like, okay, maybe my boss doesn't like me and I have a big meeting with them. So I can't like go into the boardroom and be like shada da 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 like <laughs> wow, like praise the Lord for twenty minutes before they come in there with the curtains open. You can. You can on Zoom. Okay. You can Um I mean you can, but it would it seem a little weird if you're doing that in the boardroom. So I was just trying to think about this with God, like what is realistic expectations for what 24-7 should look like in our lives? Um, And I feel like the thing that he said to me when I was in my doubts of, hey, I can't do this. This would be crazy. Um, I believe with my deepest convictions in my heart that God, his desire is for every individual to bring constant worship to him. And I'm not talking about, like, hey, I'm going to sit in my room for 12 hours and only be with Jesus every day all the time. Like, sorry I couldn't take you to the hospital, Craig. I was having a great time with Jesus, and I'm going to go to sleep so I can do it again tomorrow. Like, (laughs) not like that. Because we also have to remember that he's called us to do other things. He's called us to be, are you okay? (laughs) Okay, cool. He's called us with, to be with people and to be the love of God to them, um, which, and um, going back to this slide, uh, worship is just doing something out of respect, honor, and devotion to God. It doesn't specifically say what it is. And so you could be taking your mom to the store. That could be worship to God. You could be cleaning your mom's house. That could be worship to God. <laughs> I'll get someone else to do that. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't matter what we're doing. We can. We're called to do everything unto the Lord. And so when we're willing to do it unto God, it's, that is worship, that is the purest form of worship, because we're saying, God, I have stuff to do that you've put in my life, you've dedicated this to me, I need to take care of it, but I'm willing to include you in this, and it makes it a whole lot easier when you do that, (laughs) but it's like, I'm willing to give this to you, and do it to the best of my ability, so that you get as much glory as you can. Because we are called to be living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. For this is your true and proper worship. Yeah, so everything we do unto the Lord is considered worship. And, um. Which makes sense now that I think about it. I didn't used to think of it that way. <laughs> um, but it's not just meant to be up here. And it's not just meant to be out there. It's meant to be every single day, every hour, every moment. Sometimes I wake up and I'm singing to Jesus. And I'm like, this is cool. Let's do this more often. <laughs> but like even in our sleep, we're able to worship God. Um, even in the night hours. Which is super cool. Um what is this? I got it. Here we are. Looking back at Paul and Silas, their songs weren't the only aspect of their worship for that day. Um like we were saying any thinking be considered worship when you do it unto the Lord. So they were used by God to set the woman free from that evil spirit. That was worship. They were used to break others' chains due to their contentment with God or in God. And their unceasing worship, that was worship. And they were used to stop a man from killing himself and led his household to Christ. That was also worship. It didn't begin when they started singing. It began when they were willing to wake up and walk out whatever God had for them that for that day. Um, So some other practical examples, I thought this was really cool because I was like, oh, these are people I don't usually think of, um, other than Mary, of course. But God just brought these people to mind for other examples. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was willing to embody, like, have God in her so that the Savior could come forth. And it's such a beautiful thing because she didn't know what she was going to receive because of that. Um, she didn't know what ridicule she would have. She didn't know how her family would treat her. She didn't know what Joseph would do. But she was willing to say, I give myself to you fully. Um, and the boy with the loaves and the uh, loaves of bread and the fishes, I laugh because I every time we see the disciples interact with other people, they're always snarky. And so <laughs> I assume this is how I see it play out in my mind. The little boy comes up with the loaves of bread and fishes, and one of them had to be whispering, this isn't enough. Why did he even bring it up? Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. But this boy just wanted to, he wanted to give something. He's like, this isn't a lot, and this probably won't feed everyone, but I'm willing to give it to you to have and to share, and that was worship. And then, like Holly was talking about with offering, um, the woman who gave her last two coins, like that wasn't something that was just going to affect her that day. That was going to affect her until she was able to get income again or until someone else was able to provide for her. She didn't know how long that um, decision was going to affect her, but she was willing to do it anyway because she said, God, I love you, and I want to show how much I love you by doing this. That is worship. So the last thing that I have, I know this was really fast, but I'm glad that Holly was able to do some of a message too. <laughs> we did this together. <laughs> um, so what happens when we worship? Um, the atmosphere changes not only for us, but for other people. Um, so when we're willing to not necessarily be God, like, it's be like God in that moment. Like, what would God do? What does God want me to do? It not only changes everything for us, but it changes it for other people. There have been so many times when I've been on the phone with people. I work in customer service, um, for those of you who don't know. And sometimes it's really hard, but there have been so many times when I've been on the phone with someone, and they're just really mad. They're very angry. Like, right off the bat, they're just yelling at me. And... I'll just be calm, and I'll be quiet, and I'll try to be respectful. And by the end of the call, they're the same way. They're mellow. And they're like, I'm sorry for the way that I treated you (laughs) earlier. My willingness to be like Jesus and say like, hey, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm still going to be nice to you, it changes not only my heart for the person, but also their heart as well. Worship stops bitterness in its tracks. Um, I was reading Psalm 63 earlier, and that's one of my favorite psalms. Again, David is my boy. I love him. Um, <laughs> I relate to him on a deep level. But it's just talking about he's just worshiping God and just telling God who he is and just thanking him for what he's done. And at that time, um, According to my Bible, um, that was a time when David was running away from his son. He had been exiled um, by Absalom. And he was still willing to worship God. And I think what that really did, it not only stopped bitterness growing in his heart towards God, but it also stopped bitterness from growing in his heart towards Absalom. Because you look back, um, when Absalom dies, he is so, so like hurt in his heart and even though he did all of these things he kicked him out he talked bad about him he did all of these things but he's so hurt in his heart because he has that deep love that could only come through intimacy with the father after someone treats you like that um it also helps us to, to remain in his peace um as you guys know there's been a lot of stuff going on in my life personally <laughs> And, um, there have been a lot of times where I've had a lot of anxiety and just worry because I don't know how this stuff with my dad is going to end and I don't know when I'm going to talk to him next and I don't know how our relationship is going to look like. Um, but recently, whenever I get bummed out, like, I just go and I listen to some worship, and I just praise God. I'm like, God, you're still good, and you're still my father. You're still here. Like, you're not going to leave me. And I know that no matter what happens, you're going to make this come out for good. And it's just helped me, like, keep so much more peace than I had before because I was getting worn out, man. Like, being anxious all the time is so tiring. (laughs) It is not worth it. (laughs) But when I was willing to lay it down and say, God, I know this situation looks like a mess. It is a mess. And I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. But I know that you're still here. And that's what gave me peace. Um, And it helps the joy of the Lord to spring forth. I've been praying. When you guys were talking about the gift that God wants to give, that's what I was praying for. Because I know who he is. And I know Um, all of his promises it's just getting the joy there back now um but I know that as I continue to worship that it will come it'll come and then it is a testament to who God is and it brings people to him um when I was younger I worked at the board of water and light for a very long time a few years now um (laughs) people used to laugh at me because I was in I was in high school and I was always just so like positive they're like how do you do that I was 17 I hadn't worked there long and I was like whoa everyone's okay we're all gonna be okay <laughs> and they've been there for like 30 years and they're like <laughs> no <laughs> but, but I had this guy come up to me my friend Scott from work and he's like how in the world are you so happy all of the time? Like, I was always singing worship songs. I was always, like, just talking to people and stuff. And I'm just like, it's just because I spend time in worship. Like, that's what I do when I don't have customers calling is I sing a song. And my coworkers around me, poor coworkers, it's fine. But that's how I stay there. And it was a testament of who God is um, through me because of what he did in my life. And lastly, it blesses God's heart. Like I said earlier, um, the 24 elders and the creatures, that is their job, and that's what they're created for. That's all that they do, which still blesses God's heart, but it touches them so much more when we take time out of our day to say, hey, I'm going to choose to worship you in everything that I do, even though it might seem overwhelming at first. I know that you're <laughs> going to get me through it. Um, so yeah that's what I have today and um that's what he's teaching me that's what I got my teeth are sticking together (laughs) um so yeah (laughs) I'm done
0: all right let's thank God for her one more time I love having the next generation preach isn't it good Keeps us on our toes, reminds us of when we were young, right? Refreshes, renews us a little bit again. Camille, excellent, excellent, excellent job. Couldn't be more proud of you, kiddo. Well, let me just love on you for a second. Is that okay? Mama's like to do that. Hello. I love you. I love you so much. So, so good. So we're going to do an activation, okay? Okay. We talk about this a lot. Activation is the process of making something active or operative. And I do want to say this. In worship over the last year, how many of you have noticed that you've been activated in something that you wouldn't do before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been so fun. You know, Holly releasing the sounds. Brent singing Motown, right? Carrington getting up and sharing words more. We got angels. The angel of the Lord landing on top of the building a couple of weeks ago, right? We're seeing new things. When you were talking about the mantle, I was so excited. I didn't feel like this was just for me, so I want to share it with you. Uh, he said, take off the mantle of 2020. It was so apropos, all considered. Um, and I think that was you, right, Patty, that said that? So I took that off, and um, you're like, you, were, you were facilitating to receive the new one, and I actually saw a rainbow river, a rainbow river. And I'm like, okay, well, Holy Spirit, what is this? And then he reminded me of the seven spirits of God. And he said, we're coming into an era where the body of Christ is going to be able to flow in the fullness of who I am. Because they've learned to fear the Lord. And that in these services and in services all around the world, we're going to start to see people shift to the point where they say, Jesus, or Father, or Holy Spirit, because they are one God, just like Alan talked about a couple weeks ago, you are in charge. And actually live like he's in charge. And when we continue to do that consistently, we're going to see the fullness of his glory flow like a river. And it's going to be absolutely glorious. Absolutely glorious. And he can come in all the fullness of who he is in season and out of season. How many of you were touched by something somebody else besides one of the, either the Jackie or myself or Cammie shared today? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Okay. We know in part and we prophesy apart, part and that's the season we're coming into where we can function again like the body because we are his body though. He's the head where his body isn't it? Beautiful. How many of you in the room feel more a part of things and more excited when you get to share a portion or hear a portion from someone else? Yeah, it's more fun, right? It's like, ooh, I wouldn't have thought of that. Ooh, I really like that. Oh, man, I'm so glad that person said that. That totally resonated with my situation, right? And sometimes it's just a small thing, like when Carrington came up and talked about the feathers on the drum or the cats and the dogs and the comfort that that brings. It ignited something in someone else to go up and share. It's beautiful. So we want to take just a moment and do an activation, okay? We talk about revelation brings responsibility. You remember when Jesus said, now that you say you know, right? You remember when he said that to the Pharisees? Now that you say you know, you're going to be accountable for it, right? So there's this idea that when the word comes forth and we understand it or we hear it, there's a piece of it that we're responsible to activate. And I loved what Camille shared today. She always comes over and runs it by me. Hey, Ma, what do you think, you know? Um, I give her a little bit of feedback. It was so, so good today. We didn't change a single thing. And when she was talking about the 24 worship piece and the idea that it's going in and out of life, it's the day in and the day out. When you're coming and going, they say in the Hebrew, in my coming and in my going, right? Day in and day out, that that's what worship looks like. We're living sacrifices. I thought of the seven spheres of influence. And that we don't just worship God on Sundays when we're here in church or on Tuesdays when we do throne rooms or on Wednesdays when you do a Bible study or in the morning when you do your quiet time with the Lord. It's really everywhere that you go and you've been given a metron, you've been given a sphere of influence, you've been given relationships that others in the room don't have. And when we operate from that place like she was talking about today of 24-7 worship, the idea that I am a living sacrifice, Lord. I am a burning one. We talked about that a couple weeks ago when I spoke, right? A servant of flame for him. I'm so on fire for you that my ear is always attentive to, Lord, what do you want me to say? And my eye, my spiritual eyes and my spiritual senses are always attentive to, Lord, what are you showing me that you want to do? What's operating here that you want me to deal with? what needs to be brought into order with your kingdom, okay? So this idea, you have access to spheres of influence and places where you can have an effect as a burning one, as an on-fire one, as a living sacrifice for him that none of the rest of us will have. So we talk a lot about the fact that spiritual gifts can be taught, which Camille just did. They can be caught, which we did during worship with Jackie and Kalia and Carrington. And they can be activated by faith, which is what we're going to do right now. We're going to activate some things by faith, okay? And this is the process. We know that revelation comes through all five senses. But we always taught, say this interpretation is key. A lot of people get a lot of revelation, but most often where it's missed is when we interpret. Okay, so the best way to interpret something, okay, we want to ask God what it is and what does He want me to do with it. Amen. Okay, and we say this every time because it's so easy to go, oh man, I had this experience before. I know what this means. No, 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 don't assume. If God is eternal, like Camille was talking about, and he is. And if he's always, if the 24 elders are saying, holy, 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 and getting a new revelation every time and throwing their crowns down over and over again, he may very well be wanting to bring us into a new place with him every time as well. So even if he's showing you something you've seen before, so that's why I asked about the feathers, right? We wanted to hear, Holy Spirit, what is this? We don't want to assume we know what that means, okay? So, so important. So, so important. So... If you want to be activated as a burning one, if you want to be activated as a 24-7 worshiper everywhere that you go, and you want a new measure of that grace upon your life, I'm just gonna ask you to stand and receive it if you're able to stand. Okay, if you're not, it's okay. Yeah, just yeah, just receive it by faith if you can't. <laughs> I know your knee. No problem. Can you just say Holy Spirit? I ask right now, that you would activate a new level of grace in me to burn, to be a living sacrifice, to be everything you've called me to be, and that everywhere the sole of my foot goes, I would be bringing your presence because I'm worshiping. Cause my eyes to be burned with your holy fire so I can see. My hands to be lit up with your holy fire so I can serve. My tongue to be a flame for you so I can speak your words with a breaker anointing. The breaker anointing, that's right, come on. My feet to be aflame so that everywhere I tread. Everywhere I tread. That's right, say that. I'm seeing lands, I'm seeing nations, I'm seeing businesses, I'm seeing families, I'm seeing neighborhoods. Everywhere the sole of your foot treads. It's like you stand on that land and the fire of God comes. I see in the spirit like cracks and crevices, like, like the old hard places can't stand it anymore. I see you walking into schools. I see you walking into stores. I see you walking into churches. I see you walking into sound booths. Come on. Recording studios. I see the sound waves being affected. We praise you, Abba. We receive it, Abba. We say, baptize us afresh in your fire. Baptize us afresh in your love. Baptize us afresh in your grace. And give us eyes to see and ears to hear and mouths to speak. Exactly what you want said and to do exactly what you want done with your heart. Pure and powerful, Abba. Jesus' name. And do you know how to blow the shofar, love? You don't? Okay. Can someone hand me that? I feel like we need to seal this. So just tell the Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You You have it. You're new. You're different. You're shifted. And I'm just going to seal this in the spirit, okay? tell you what i just yeah,
1: saw so i just saw the calvary charging i heard that you know when that they, they do the the thing when they
0: charge that's what i heard yes. and that's what i saw yeah so we just release that in the spirit we say "Charge!" yes And I see Jesus dressed like Braveheart, but he's not got blue painted on his face. It's glory gold. And he's going across the front line. He's saying, are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me, children of God? Because now is the time. Now is the time. And the Calvary has come. And you are the Calvary. And you ride on the back of the prophetic words that he's spoken over you. The time is now. The time is now. The time is now. So, Ellen, I'm going to ask you to come up and release the Aaronic Blessing just to bless everybody to say goodbye if you're willing to do that. Can you do that? Oh, well, that's all right then. So just be ready because I'm going to call on you a lot for that now, okay? So Father God, bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you, okay? He lift up your countenance and give you peace. Come on, turn your neighbor and say, Shalom, Shalom. Shalom, Shalom. Shalom, Shalom. That means peace and wholeness and favor and provision in every area of your life. Amen. Yes, Amen. We love you so much. Thank you for joining us today. And for those on the podcast, we love you. We love you, we love you. May God bless you and keep you as well. Again, we're so excited about the land. We're praising God for that covenant price of 33300 Come on, that's our daddy. Yes. We are still trying to raise about another $80,000, but we're excited about this. Please be praying for favor with Delta Township, okay, and favor with the people because they're the ones that come to the meeting and say whether or not they want a church there, okay. There are wonderful snacks, Christmas snacks out in the corridor. Thank you to precious sister Lyra over here. She's so good about that. Yeah, love on her. She keeps me fed and happy. (laughs) I love that woman. And uh, be blessed. And Leilani helped as well with that. Thank you, Leilani. Yes. She's such a beautiful servant. All right. We love you. And we will be here next week. It's not the fourth, is it? Oh, we won't be here next week. Okay. So next Sunday is the fourth Sunday. Yeah. Laura's the timekeeper. <laughs> That's right. So the 26th, we'll do the movies and we'll just meet at Celebration Cinema at 1230 if you raise your hand. Yeah. So be there by 1210. We'll put something on Facebook, okay? Yep, we'll put something on Facebook for that. Yep. And then New Year's Eve, we'll see you New Year's Eve as well. But this weekend is Breakout Sunday, so enjoy your family. Break out. Take that fire of God with you and worship him 24-7 and then come back with a testimony telling us what he did, okay? We love you so much. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good, and He has good plans for you.
1: You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled listener support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you. We love you. Have a blessed day.